probably most of us in our college classes, whenever we were taking public speaking classes, probably say, you know, we'll never need this, we'll never use this. Well, here we are. <laughs> no. Um, I know I speak for all of us that are here uh, and all of us that have spoken. Uh, we're truly blessed for the opportunity um, to be here, uh, just to speak here. You know, most of us have grown up in the church. Um, you know, we've seen so many sermons preached and, uh, you know, so many testimonies given, and it's truly an honor to be able to do the same for y'all. Um, in, in bringing the message tonight, I wanted to uh, speak on something that we've been learning in youth staff and uh, in our college book studies. And one of the things that we've done is we've looked at uh, the book. It's called um, The Rest of the Gospel by Dan Stone. And in one of the chapters from that, um, he talks about this thing called 50-20 vision. 50-20 vision, and it comes from Genesis chapter 50 and in verse 20. Uh, and, and when things happen in your life, um, it's all about how you look at it. So turn to your Bibles right now, please, in uh, Genesis chapter 50 and starting in verse 18. I'm going to go ahead and apologize beforehand because I'm probably more nervous than I should be, but bear with me. <laughs> um, starting in verse 18. Um, and this is, in, this is Joseph, and uh, we know the story of Joseph. You know, we've grown up hearing it in Sunday school, uh, you know, about what his brothers did to him, how his father showed him favor. Uh, his brothers were jealous, so, you know, they almost staged his death uh, and sold him into slavery. So he gets to Egypt, and God works in his life in just miraculous ways, and God does some amazing things. Uh, and he works his way up, you know, the Egyptian hierarchy, and he, he's almost right there with Pharaoh. And a famine hits Egypt. And his brothers have to go there for grain that's been stored up because of Joseph. And um, his brothers realize, oh man, this is, this is our brother. Um, so in verse 18, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. 50-20 vision. Joseph had this terrible thing happen to him, sold into slavery, and his, his family and his brothers meant horrible things for him, but God meant it for good. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you right now, uh, and dear Lord, I pray, dear Lord, that uh, you just speak through me tonight, dear Lord, because if it was me doing it on my own, God, I would just stammer through a sermon and everybody would be ready to get out of here, Father, but we just, we love you and we thank you for everything you've done for us, God, and we just thank you for using our stories, God, for your glory, dear Lord. We love you and we praise you and we give you all the praise and glory in Christ and for all these things. Amen. So, like I said, uh, you know, Sunday afternoons we meet and we go through this book and we talked about 50-20 vision. <clears throat> I wanted to apply the things that we have learned that Bill has been teaching us uh, for a few things in my life and what happened uh, and how this 50-20 vision concept has been able to... Um, Change the way I've looked at a few things. Um, I grew up in this church. You know, I've seen many of you for years, it seems like. I think I started coming here in the seventh grade, and, you know, I'm in my fourth year in college right now. Uh, a lot of you knew my family. I come from an, an amazing family, a loving family. My grandparents are back there. don't know what I'd do without them. Uh, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, had me in church every single Sunday. Uh, and, you know, I loved coming here today. They loved on me, and I tell you, my dad was my best friend, and I was a mama's boy. I, I, I don't know, 
I don't know what I could have done without him. And everything just seemed like it was perfect. Uh, you know, it was great. Couldn't have asked for a better life. Um, and then we came from Ormond, and, you know, God really lit a fire up under me. You know, I was on fire for God, and I just wanted to, to do everything for him. And, you know, I was just on that mountaintop. And, uh, you know, a few things began to happen within my family. You know, my dad got into a motorcycle accident. You know, it was a real strain on our family. And then, you know, my dad lost his job. And at this point in time, I was thinking, you know, God, what is, what's going on right now? You know, this isn't, this isn't what I asked for. You know, this isn't what I signed up for at the Ormond Beach Retreat. You know, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, I, I'm on fire for you. You know, I, I love you. I want to do a lot of this stuff for you. But what are you doing for me? Then I came home towards the end of my junior year in high school, and uh, my mom, she talks to me, and she says, Zach, she said, uh, you know, your dad, he left the house earlier, and you know, he's, uh, I don't know if he's coming back, you know, but we're just, we're working some problems out, and you know, little did I know that the night before was the last night that, you know, I would ever spend, you know, under the same roof with my father, and at that point in time, you know, I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. I'm done. You know, I became really bitter, eating up with a lot of things on the inside. I definitely was not looking uh, with 50-20 vision at that point in time. And I was thinking, you know, God, why? Why is this happening? Why? So many have asked, so many of us have probably asked, you know, why? Something doesn't go wrong. Why? We lose our job. Why? We get a bad grade. Why? We must trust God's sovereignty and that his providence goes beyond all of our understanding and that the providence of God is the power of God to redeem us in any circumstance. The providence of God is the power of God to redeem us in any circumstance. As I was becoming bitter and I was getting all upset and you know woe is me this is terrible I came upon a, upon a quote and it says sometime God redeems your story by surrounding you with people who need to hear your past so it doesn't become their future I'm going to say that one more time sometimes God redeems your story by surrounding you with people who need to hear your past so it doesn't become their future. And then it kind of began to click with me a little bit. You know, I, I talked to my dad one day, and I always tell this story, you know, I didn't want to be a doctor, I didn't want to be a lawyer, I didn't want to be a fireman, I wanted to be an assistant plant manager at Mastercraft because that's what my dad was. I just, I, I love him, man. He loved me. He still loves me to this day. And... I was going into my senior year of high school, and uh, I just remember it was just me and him in the house, and, you know, I was stuck in between. I was still a boy, but I was trying to become a man, and, you know, I was trying to muster up all the boyish masculinity that I could, and I remember I was just on my hands and knees, and I was looking up to my dad, and I said, you know, Daddy, I said, I love you so much. I said, please stay here with me and Mom, please. I said, I love you so much. 
And he looked at me and he said, son, I was crying. Oh, so it, was, it wasn't pretty tears, it was, it was ugly tears. And, and you know, he said, son, he said, I love you so much. Don't ever forget that. And you know, he walked out. At that point in time, I knew God wanted to use this somehow. 50-20 vision. What you intended to harm me, God intends for good. I'm so thankful that I have a heavenly father who can fully compensate for my earthly father's mistakes. And this is applicable to any of us, not just this. I'm so thankful that I have a heavenly father who can fully compensate for my, my siblings' mistakes. I'm so, so thankful that I have a heavenly father who can fully compensate for my boss's mistakes. I'm so thankful that I have a heavenly father who can fully compensate for my spouse's mistakes. Not mine, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just applying it. And, uh, you know, it's honestly true. And um, I wanted to be able to use what has happened in my past, becoming so bitter, becoming so resentful when I didn't need to be. So that, that doesn't become somebody else's future. And I know God wants to use that. So I want to tell you a little bit, a story about a guy named Nick that I met at Ormond this past summer. Zach Matthews and I, uh, we were Bill's summer interns, and uh, he asked us to co-lead a seminar. And in this seminar, you know, I, I told the story about my parents' divorce, and uh, I, I didn't really want to because I don't really like talking about it. But I knew that God was calling me to do that. I, I had no idea why. But, of course, as you would expect, there wasn't a lot of people in our seminar. But, uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, surprise. No, nah, but there was one guy back there, and, you know, he just, he just had that, that mad face. You know, some people just walk around like they're angry. You know, he was a teenage guy, probably 16, 17 years old. He had, like, a mohawk on, and, you know, he was just sitting in the back with his arms full. Just, you know, just had a blank stare the whole time. Kind of scared me a little bit, honestly. <laughs> but at the end, you know, he didn't ask any questions or anything, but he came up to me later on that night and he said, Zach, he said, your seminar. He said, I really liked it. And I said, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. And he said, my dad did the same thing two weeks ago. He said, he left my mom and my five brothers and sisters. He said, I love him. He said, I don't know how I'll ever be able to forgive him. He said, I didn't want to come here to Ormond. He said, my mama made me because she had already paid the money. He said, I didn't want to be here. He said, and I just picked your sermon or your seminar. He said, but I know why I came. Sometimes God redeems your story by surrounding you with people who need to hear your past so it doesn't become their future. Don't get me wrong, my father loves me and I love him. My mama loves me and I love her. I still love my dad and I'm still a mama's boy. But God was in that situation from the very beginning. When I couldn't see him, when dad got into the motorcycle accident, he was there. When dad lost his job, he was there. Whenever dad left, he was there. Whenever mom and dad finally got a divorce, he was there the whole time. And just that one guy, I've been able to talk to so many people who have come from divorced families. Just that, these times, I know that it's worth it. 
And I know it's worth it every single time. There's almost probably a day that doesn't pass whenever I think about my future wife, whoever it may be, or my future kids, whoever it may be, and I just love them so much because I know that whenever they're going into their senior year of high school or whenever, you know, they have girl problems or whenever they, anything's going on in their football games, I'm going to be there for them. And I look forward to that. And I know without a doubt, if my parents probably wouldn't have gotten separated, I would not be here right now. The thing that God wants to use us for good is, is that we have hope. And he gives us hope. This can be applied to so many different types of things. This 50-20 vision that Dan Stone talked about. I didn't come up with that name. It's too cool. I couldn't think of that. This 50-20 vision. Louis Gigolo, he's a, a great theologian, even though he is an Auburn fan. He's a great theologian, and um, uh, in his book, uh, I Am Not, But I Know That I Am, I'm going to read a little excerpt from his book that he says, and what he does is he's talking about uh, Moses, and when Moses is talking to the burning bush um, in Exodus uh, chapter 3, you know, Moses kind of hits him, and he says, uh, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Skipping down to Exodus 3.13. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Moses is saying, okay, if I, if I do what you're asking me, these people say, you know, who is it? What am I supposed to tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you, the I am. In, in his book, Louis Giglio, he, uh, he proposes different scenarios where we feel like we have no hope, where we feel bitter, where we need to apply 50-20 vision, a simple I am answer. I need hope, and he answers, I am. Who could possibly be smart enough to figure all this out? I am. What works? I am. What lasts? I am. What do I do now? I am. I need a fresh start. I am. My vision is bigger than my resources. I am. Nothing is real anymore. I am. Who can I trust? I am. I'm not sure who's on my team. I am. Nobody listens to me. I am. My relationship is sinking and I don't know where to turn. I am. I've always been fearful of the future, but I don't know what's going to happen next. I am. I can't hold on anymore. I am. I'm pouring into others. Who's pouring into me? I am. I'm not sure why I'm here. I am. 
I've done all I can and it's not enough. I am. I quit. I am. I need a fix. I am. I need a lover. I am. I just need someone to hold me. I am. I am the first and the last and the beginning and the end. You know, it's not it's not easy for me to talk, you know, to what I, I've talked to y'all about tonight, uh, and I'm thankful for y'all listening to it. I'm sure I probably didn't do a good job, but fifty twenty vision. What you meant for bad, what people mean for bad, God wants to use for good. And I want to share one of my favorite verses, and then I'll be done. It's in Romans five, chapter five. Verses 1 through 5. And it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that our suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. How we view things, we may see it bad, but God wants to use it for good. I'm so thankful, and God has been so amazingly faithful even whenever I have not been he has put so many God fearing men into my life to show me what it looks like to be a godly man and there's a lot of them sitting in here tonight 5020 vision let's pray Father God we just come to you right now and uh, we just thank you for everything that you've done for us God God, we don't deserve it, dear Lord, but freely, dear Lord, and daily, dear God, you just, you do so much for us. Father God, we owed a debt that we can never pay, and you paid a debt that you never owed, and God, we are eternally grateful for that. Dear Lord, we love you, and we thank you, God. In Christ, we pray these things. Amen.